right, here we go. Really nice being uh, back with you. I think this is going to be an interesting subject for you. Uh, I know over the years it's created a lot of debate with the agents uh, as we've challenged them or I've challenged them on their thinking. So as with everything, it's just something to uh, make you think about your current process. Is it right? Does it actually stack up? Is there logic behind it? Or is there a different way you may uh, think about doing things? And if you plant the seed now, it might be a period of time before you actually go, actually, I would switch. Or you might come out of this go, hey, tell you what, Wayne, that was nonsense. Uh, I'll do it my way. So here's the challenge. Uh, at Open Homes, the person comes through and they ask you, what's the price on this? Now, obviously, I'm talking about an open where it's an auction. Uh, and then there's a buyer there trying to work out uh, if it's in their price range. That's the theory behind it. Now, challenges, uh, do you give them a price or do you get a price? Now, here's where the thinking starts for me. You, the agent, sat with the vendor saying this is no price marketing, and that's the strategy behind it. And yet at the open, uh, when the vendor's not standing there, the agent starts telling people prices. So that challenges me right from the start. Second one is the agent might go, well, here's the comparables. Uh, and then I look and say, well, it's a selective list. You have eliminated the ones you don't want and added the ones you do want to push somebody in your direction. Uh, and that's what I normally see. The list of comparables here is, yeah, I don't know, 10 comparable sales. Now, I'll run with you if your comparables are everything that's sold in the market over a certain period of time. Uh, and that you haven't filtered anything. So you have got those little low ones and you've got the high sales uh, in there, but the person can see where they think the bracket sits, drive past those homes and go, okay, well, if that was that, this is this. Now, at a, at a later date, we'll argue that also. And if that goes back to your valuation, I'll, I'll just mention that now. If that goes back to your valuation, um, I think it's, it's hard to draw a line between what one individual paid a period of time ago on a house that's not even this house and how that relates to this one. You know, they're just such separate transactions as they go through. And yet, in theory, uh, that points you in the right direction of giving a, a CMA or valuation to start. So, uh, I, I challenge it on us giving a price. We said it's no price marketing, and yet we give a price. So I'm, I'm going to uh, argue that we should get a price instead of giving a price. I think if you give a price, uh, particularly in New Zealand, the New Zealand is very polite, uh, not aggressive, uh, a little bit passive, uh, and maybe a little bit soft. So they're looking to give up. They'll give up pretty quick. So if you give a price, I think they'll give up. What they're actually asking you in my mind is, should I give up now? And my answer is no. Go and have a look at the value of the house. Understand the value. And then I'll ask you what you are thinking uh, price-wise, which is gaining the price from them. Now, you may well have a, a buyer say to you, uh, okay, what was the CMA on the property? They seem to be educated. They're talking to other agents. Uh, they know that agents do a CMA, part of the legal requirement to get the listing in New Zealand. So then they just say, what's the CMA? Uh, I think there's only one answer to that unless, and there's a caveat on this, and the answer is that was confidential to the vendor. And the caveat would be, unless you've said it, the listing, here's the CMA. And if you go with me, uh, just give me authority to release that into the market. 
and show everybody else the same calculations and numbers. Uh, and, and I think a vendor would struggle with that. I think if it's auction in particular as a negotiator, we're trying to gain information, guard your information. The vendor needs to listen to the market, understand the market. The agent needs to listen to the market, understand the market. Normally, agents and vendors are wrong. We're wrong on a market that goes up. We thought it was here. It goes for this and we're all surprised and popping champagne. We're wrong on a market that's going down because we say, well, should have been worth or it was worth. Uh, It isn't. It is where it is today. And I think that's that lag that the agents actually impede the owner uh, from doing something. The agents tell people and then tell the owner, well, I've told them it's this level. Ah, we still don't know. We've gained no information from the party coming through. So if I put the hat on of gaining information, uh, the party asks, you know, what, what's, the, uh, what's the price on this? Well, it's real easy. It's an auction. It doesn't have a price. Uh, if you're interested, I will ask at what level you are interested, and then I'll let my vendor know that if they're interested, there's a lovely uh, person here called X, and X would be this level if you want to sell to X. So then let them have a look through the property and see where they see the value. It's got to be so different for individual people. And if you're coming back to a vendor and all your feedback's the same, I think your relationship with the party coming through your open uh, isn't as good as it could be. It needs to be more personal, more tailored to them, better disclosure so the vendor understands X is at this level, Y is at this level, and B is here. And then the vendor can uh, sort of see where it's starting to sit in the market. Now, another reason I think we should ask the buyers is I actually think the buyers have seen more comparable properties uh, to the one you're selling than we have as agents. Now, some exclusions to that, if I think, uh, if if you know in the market, uh, the Marshalls, they were Harcourts over in Epsom. Uh, I remember... This is going back a long time now, maybe 10 years ago, watching and thinking, I, I think they just sell the same house every single time, you know? So it's a villa, it's white, uh, it's got grey paint on it, a bit of battleship grey on the roof and battleship grey around the windows, uh, and the next one looked the same, and the next one looked the same, and the next one looked the same. So sure enough, those guys would have been expert because the product is the same. Most salespeople, uh, you would sell a variety of products. You may sell apartments, houses, small houses, big houses, houses in this suburb, houses over that side of town, houses two suburbs away, etc., etc. Whereas the buyer is maybe looking in one school zone or one location uh, tied to work or family. They're looking at a certain amount of bedrooms, they're very specific. They're not looking two bedrooms up to five bedrooms. It might be they need four bedrooms, four bedrooms, two lounges, and if it had a pool, ideal, and in this school zone. So they've got quite a narrow focus in their buy, whereas the agent, you've got quite a wide focus in your business. You normally don't turn down uh, the other listings. So I think they're more uh, tuned into where the price value sits. I think they see more comparables. They go through the opens of everybody. So if you're a blue company, you probably don't go through the yellow opens. And if you're yellow, you don't go through the blue or the light blue. Most of the agencies are blue. Light blue, dark blue, blue in the middle. Um, Or the red guys uh, sitting out there. Hi, UP. Uh, or, Or the yellow guys. 
agents don't have time and it feels awkward if they just appear by themselves at the other opens checking them out. Everybody thinks you're trying to steal a vendor off them. So they don't do it and they don't hang out at the other auctions. Whereas that buyer, four bedrooms in the school zone, uh, has probably seen the blue auction, the blue open, the dark blue open, the dark blue auction, the light blue, et cetera, et cetera, red, yellow, et cetera, et cetera. They've got a better handle on it. So I think there uh, that it is uh, makes sense to me that we ask them where they are. Now, uh, I, I do uh, a huge amount of auctions and reserve sets, uh, and I will hear a vendor say, well, you know, uh, buyers aren't going to tell you what you're thinking. That, you know, Buyers will lie to you as they go through. Reality is, if the salesperson is ex- exceptionally good at creating those interpersonal relationships in that t- short time frame on this particular property or for this buyer looking through this market, the feedback will be more accurate than you want it to be. And what I mean by that is if it's not the number you want to hear, it probably is that number. So if I just put that and summarize that now, try and put it into a nutshell, uh, it's it's a big topic and it's one that will create debate as we go through. I think the easiest skill is to, and I don't know if it is a skill, but the easiest response is to give them a price and give them the chance to give up. I think the hardest skill which we should aim for is to be able to create a, a trust relationship there with the buyer, get a price out of them, and then dollar for dollar be able to relay that back to the vendor. Advantage for the vendor, you now, I am the ears and the eyes of the market, and I can give that number back to you with some accuracy. Advantage for the buyer, now the vendor knows exactly where you are if they want to sell to you, and they've got time to digest that before they get to the auction day. So there we go. Hope that's uh, of interest. Uh, I I know after doing that for years with uh, internal teams, uh, it creates some challenges for people in their minds. So no doubt uh, there'll be people listening who've got that. So good luck with those challenges and uh, good luck in the market. Thank you.